like Jack and Sally if we want Where you can always find me And we'll have Halloween on Christmas And in the night we'll wish this never ends We'll wish this never ends gentlemen welcome back to the new we love it podcast this is your host dr water with lemon recording live from the gen a studios uh we have a long write-in from louise today uh, i can already hear dr k trying to chirp me for reading the long writing literally written in mailed um dear dr water with lemon Recently, I was listening to an NPR, parentheses, National Public Radio, or Old Nerd Radio program that was discussing school lunchrooms. Only you, doctor, would know my fascination with school lunchrooms, especially middle school levels. As you may recall, back in the day when I taught middle school boys CCD, uh, Fraternity of Christian Doctrine. Wow, I've actually, uh, I actually never knew what he stood for until now. Um, I guess that kind of shows how much of a present conscientious reader I am because I've already read this letter and didn't even notice that in there. All right, get the notepad out, little tip. If you get a letter sent to you, read it twice. Boom, add that, add that to the file. Um, the group would often discuss what happened in the lunchroom that day. I would let the discussion take much of the allocated instruction time. We as a group would talk about things we could do that would alleviate some of the stress for those who weren't coping well in the lunchroom. I thought it was a better exercise for these young men to navigate the lunchroom experience than to learn about which disciple betrayed Judas, betrayed Jesus, parentheses Judas. The NPR program told me that a Wisconsin school district has a long-standing tradition of assigned seating at lunch. A staff member is also required to sit at the table to help facilitate conversation. There's a scene in the, mo- in the movie Mean Girls where a new student gets a lesson about social hierarchy uh, of the school cafeteria. Where you sit is crucial, says the friend and then maps out the cliques, including preps, jocks, nerds, etc. In the Wisconsin school, the students are randomly assigned an eight-person round table, parentheses, Jima loved a round table in a restaurant, Jima, also known as Grandma Mom, uh, this also known as Mildred. Uh, the seating would, ro- would rotate depending on the day's schedule. And there was a mix uh, from each grade at the table. So, doctor, do we love assigned seats in the school lunchroom? To which there are some points to support the argument either way. We have six bullet points. Point one. It helps those that typically sit alone 
assimilate into the population. Point two, it allows students to meet other students they would not normally know. Point three, it breaks up cliques, cuts down on bullying. Point four, it can be stressful eating with people you are not comfortable with. Lunch should be a time where kids can relax and not be structured. Kids lose free time with their friends. Kids at this age are learning grown-up behavior, whether it's bullying or kind acts, eventually must learn to cope with the types of behavior. Ending with, remember at the CCD class, we would challenge each other to invite the lone wolf kid to join in or just go sit with him for a day. I think this is a tough call, doctor. Thus the reach out, loyal listener, Luis. Well, you'd think we just set a record for longest uh, writing. I'm about it. Thank you for the writing. Um, a lot of good points there. So, interestingly enough, um, I read this a couple days ago and have been, yeah, throwing it back and forth. Um, and yesterday, we, uh, we did a clothing drive for uh, underprivileged kids in a high school. And we dropped off the clothes, and we also went in there, and a couple of us did a resume workshop where we helped them put together resumes. So that was my first time back in a high school in 15 years. (laughs) Um, And it was weird. It was like you kind of get, like, these flashbacks. Like, I got, like, I got kind of, like apprehensive maybe um it was definitely uh it's just weird it's one of those places where it's like you feel like you can be yourself most places then like you get into a high school and you're just like oh man like I hope I get to resume review with like the cool kids and and you just immediately regress to to a 15 year old um so I I can see both sides to the assigned lunch table. Um, gut check, like initial reaction before even thinking about it, I just th- say that sucks. Um, but I can see it's it's tough, right? Because you know you don't you don't want people to be excluded and, and whatnot. Um, but that's kind of like how you make your friends, I think. Um, and I think, and hmm, I'm very torn. Cause it's like, you don't want, you don't want like a kid to feel bad or, you know, be excluded But I feel like if from, like, middle school period, from, like, 6th to 8th grade, the first year or, like, the first half of the first year is, like, rough sales. Because it's, like, a bunch of new people and everyone's trying to integrate. And thing, it's kind of like you got a bunch of, like, 
sand on top of a sifter and you're sifting and the sand is falling through and the sand is like all the people that are at the school and then you get a couple gold nuggets that sit on top of the sifter and those gold nuggets end up being your friends. Hopefully for a long time. For me, still are. So, and I think that's pretty common with a lot of people is that's kind of how you make some real true friends is kind of around the middle school time because that's when you get kind of a personality and you get into different stuff and um, you start to mature a little bit but that period when you're sifting trying to find your people is tough it's very difficult Um, especially when you're that young because you're in such a small bubble. Like, your entire world is going into school, which is crazy to think about as an adult, allegedly. Um, But going back to that mindset, it's like you don't even know there's another side of town. Like, your world is that school. So it's a big deal. Um, and even now making friends is a big deal and it's not easy. Um, but I think part of the reason why everybody values their friends, um, I mean, you talk to anybody, you say, what's the most important thing in your life? They're going to say friends and family. Most people, I would say 99% of people you ask, they would say that. Um, and, but friends are different than family because family's assigned friends you have to find you have to work with you have to work for and you got to find commonality and you got to kind of make it work you don't necessarily have built-in days to see them like oh I'm gonna see my friends every Christmas every Thanksgiving we have a you know whatever you have to kind of make your own traditions your own holidays with your friends um so I think part of finding a good friend is putting in the work Um, and that may lead to uncomfortable times. Um, I remember when I was in middle school in sixth grade, um, I couldn't get a seat at the lunch table and it like straight up broke me. Like, I think that was like, like I takes a lot to like mentally break me. I can remember like two moments that and, um, the first time I took the GMAT, uh, after both of those, I remember, I distinctly remember those moments, like just mentally breaking me. Um, and one time was when I was, I think 12, maybe 11. And then the other time I was, uh, 25. So it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, it's memorable. So, which means it's important. So I definitely think the middle school lunchroom scene is very important. It's probably the most important part of that person's life. Um, so I do like assimilating, having them assimilate other people. I think that's a good idea. Um, I think it's okay to like, I guess mixing in like different grades. That's not a bad idea either. Um, having a teacher sit at every table, fuck that. That is like, ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. Um, to like facilitate conversation, like what are you going to like wipe their ass too? Like you, 
you gotta if you're gonna assign seats and have mix everybody up, you gotta let people talk and like yeah somebody's gonna dominate the conversation at the table and somebody's not gonna talk a lot or whatever. But guess what? That doesn't change. That's like that's what's gonna happen. Like twenty years from now when they're eating lunch with their coworkers or whatever. So I I don't like that at all. I think that is absolutely absurd and I think it's crippling kids. Um, but in terms of the assigned seats, I'm not like, I'm not opposed to it. Um, but I also think like, I mean, I feel like clicks kind of get a bad rap. I mean, the, uh, the connotation of the word is not, it's, it's not met with like a good, like positivity. And maybe I don't fully understand the word. But I don't think a click is necessarily a bad thing. Um, maybe I shouldn't say click, but I don't think, you know, people being in a pod, a group of friends is a bad thing. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to be, like, really close to a small group of people. Maybe because, like, I have a group of, like, six friends I've been friends with since first grade. Um, but I wouldn't change that for anything. And I think I'm pretty unique in that regards having that. How about somebody beeping at me when I'm trying to get deep right now? You kidding me, people? Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, if it if that group, you know, is causing harm, excluding people, things like that, then then yeah, sure. Um, but I think it serves. I. I mean, I guess everybody's different, but I, me personally, looking back. I would rather come out of middle school having six really good lifelong friends than being kind of close to like the hundred people I went to school with and then like not really being friends with them afterwards. Um, everybody's different. Um, and you know, there are like the people who like felt excluded and middle school was probably miserable for them for the entire time. Um, but looking back, I mean, like I said, I, it's, I can't comment for everybody, but I would say the majority of people by the end of sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, like kind of like found their friends. Um, and all communities are different and whatever, but I, I, I think it's, it's tough. Cause like I said, you don't want a single person getting excluded and, and all that, but I, I think you're, it can, you're preventing people from making really strong ties. I mean, part of the reason, uh, I'm as tight as I am with my friends now is because we ate lunch together every single day for three straight years. Um, and we still laugh about stories and things that happened in during those times. Um, and ultimately, I think that's how you create strong bonds with people is just flat out spending time with them. Um, and I, I don't whether and you don't necessarily need to have that much in common, because if you're spending that much time together, um, you'll find common ground. Um, and yeah, so 
So I think the inconsistency of sitting with different people, like in one regards, it is good because it exposes you to different people. Um, but I also think it prevents you from making some really strong, potentially lifelong bonds. And maybe by meeting a bunch of different people, you'd meet somebody that you end up being friends with forever that you would have never met too. Um, so I'm not against it, but based off, uh, my, my experience and it was, like I said, it wasn't easy. I, it was, I, it wasn't easy for me at first. Um, and even in high school, it was tough too. Like high school, it was weird. Cause like I had like different people I would talk to, but I wasn't like too tight with anybody. And my freshman year, it was like really weird trying to figure out where to eat lunch. And then I kind of found my table by like the middle of sophomore year. Um, but I made some really, really close friends out of that. And my freshman year fucking sucked as did, you know, the first half of sixth grade, it fucking sucked. Um, but at the end of the day, my hand was kind of forced where it was like, figure it out, make some friends, do whatever. Um, and it ended up working out and obviously it doesn't always work that way. But in my personal experience, I think, uh, you learn a lot having to navigate those social situations because um, when you're an adult, you're not going to ha- always have a facilitator there to tell you where to sit, who to talk to, how to make friends. Um, and that really is the only, one of the only times of the day for those kids where it is unstructured and it's kind of self-governed, if you will, and run by their peers as opposed to uh, an adult. Um, now as a hands-off government guy, kind of, I, I see the benefits of that. So anyway, uh, that is my takeaway. I'd be interested to hearing more from others. Um, I'm sure there's like some weirdos that like, like MIT or something that I've done a study on this. So maybe I'll look into that. Um, but anyway... That's really all we got for today. Just keeping it casual. Let's get a little outro. Oh, here we go. All right, people. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you.